0: I'm <laughs> going Today's episode of Let's Be Nerds, it's our third part of our music series, and today we have um, Stephen, Gordon, Bob, Carmen, and Dylan. How's everybody doing today?
1: Doing good, thanks.
2: <laughs> awesome, I have a bag of cough drops with me, it's my new best friend. Oh no, are You? are you feeling under the weather, buddy? Oh yeah, for like the last um, two weeks. <laughs> Oh uh,
0: no. no! Oh, he was like hacking up a lung when he was over here. It's hilarious.
2: I'm down to one lung. Thank you for finding it funny. Um, I hope you have triplets and they all look like Drew. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you sound like our grandfather. Don't remind me. Because what do you think I think every time I go? Oh. <laughs> I see fun. him looking at me in the mirror. <laughs>
3: I oh, mean, goodness.
0: I think you do have one of his sweaters that you wear around your house, so you did that to yourself.
2: <laughs> I do. I have his pajama pants, too, that he gave me. <laughs> oh my. All
0: right. Well, on that note, um, I think we're just going to jump right into, back into music. So, Bob and Carmen, um, you guys were a little busy and weren't able to join us for the first part, so we're going to turn it over to you guys. Carmen, I think you're going to kick us off.
4: Yeah, and... Uh, This was a hard one, honestly, for me to kind of figure out one particular song. Um, I know on the past episodes, you guys discussed different genres that you guys were into. And I think the one that kind of resonated with me was like, I really got into like pop, punk, and emo really early, like end of middle school, early high school. And there's an album that I feel was, like, super formative for me, and that was Saves the Day, um, Stay What You Are. And uh, from what I kind of looked up online is it came out in 2001. Some people are saying that it's kind of the quintessential album that more or less started the emo genre. So uh, Saves the Day oh. was a band that had been around. Right. That, that's, according to some sources, I'm not saying that they are the one that started the emo genre, but they're one of the first.
1: I, I think maybe like the band that, you know, ushered in the sound that I think most people know. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that would be. It was the right.
4: They weren't, it wasn't like a, they had two singles off the album, Stay What You Are. They had uh, At Your Funeral and Freakish, both had music videos, were on MTV. I remember both of those music videos on MTV, but they came out at a time that 2001 was, you know, when a lot of pop punk in general was kind of becoming more mainstream. So you're having like Blink-182 blowing up on the radio, Green Day, Jimmy Eat World. World. So pop punk kind of overshadowed Jimmy Eat World in some sense, but a lot of people and critics looking back say, you know, this was a really, really important album For the music genre in general, I think Mm -hmm. it reached 100 on the top two Billboard's top 200 charts. The album "Stay What You Are." Yes, it reached 100 on the top 200. Um, I'm trying to think what else I read about it. There's honestly like so many good songs on it that I feel like the lyrics just speak to me. And I think I mentioned this in chat earlier. Is they hit this chord internally that I can't describe, but it just hits my core. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> 2001 Carmen was going through some weird stuff in her life, apparently. And
2: <laughs> the only
4: outlet was this album in particular that just struck me. And it was like, oh, I, I feel like this guy's singing right now and he, like, I don't feel alone kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt heard through their lyrics, through their music. Like
1: he was speaking to you. Directly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, that's a wonderful thing.
4: It is a wonderful thing. Um, doing a little bit of research, I kind of found out that apparently this album was created out of uh, what could have been a tragedy. I, I don't know. I couldn't find much about what actually happened, but Um, It said that in early 2000, there was some kind of a uh, accident crash collision with their tour bus, their tour van, and it could have ended the band. So it could have gone very badly in coming out of that. Right. I don't know what happened. I tried looking it up online. I couldn't find anything related that might just be too old, you know, going back 21 years ago and that was early 2000 the internet probably wasn't what it is today so it may not have had an internet article on it so to speak Mm -hmm. um i know i'm aging myself guys i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) but uh so if it wasn't for that tragic accident um that played like thematically into their music on that album i think they also there's a song on the album that also plays homage to one of their friends that uh passed away from a heroin overdose yeah it's parts of it are heavy parts of it are but at the same time still kind of has that pop punk kind of feel it's more melodic definitely yeah it's melodic and kind of but not as brooding it's not screamy it's just like a slower paced pop punk kind of feel
1: saves a day kind of gives me like a um a get up kids vibe in certain times
4: they've been compared to the get up kids yeah. I don't, I, I
1: don't know who came first, but together
4: once get up kids came first. I'm fairly certain
1: that would be a great tour package, those two together. Yeah,
4: I think I read that they toured with the get up kids. They also opened for uh, coincidentally, you've seen them because they opened for uh, the pop punk disaster.
1: They did that, so I saw them. Well, we saw them. We were technically, both we both show. saw
4: them, but we weren't together, but we were at the same show.
1: What, right. yeah, yeah, in 2002. Uh-huh. Um, Green Day, Blink-182, and Saves the Day were on the Pop Disaster Tour, and uh, every time Green Day comes to town, of course, I'm there. Same. It was in uh, Pittsburgh,
4: so it was not a concert in Pittsburgh that I probably didn't go to.
1: Me and uh, my buddy Joe, we were in the pit. You were in the pit. It was definitely in the pit. We would have had to have been within 50 feet of each other, maybe.
4: Yeah. This is 2002, prehistoric us knowing one another.
1: That's really freaking cool.
4: Uh, about six years six, before we ever met. Before. Six years before we ever met.
1: But probably had I seen her then, I would have chased her for six years.
4: <laughs> that, that the girl the at that the
1: rock got... show. It Sorry. was the... I
4: was the girl at the rock show. <laughs> yeah. No, that wasn't the concert you got pulled up on stage on,
2: was it? That was the concert that, that was... Joe got pulled up
4: on Joe stage. Joe got pulled up on stage,
2: yeah. okay. Hilarious, by the way. I just love that. What? Wait. The... Just the fact that you were both at the same concert six years before you knew each other.
4: Honestly, we did the math.
2: There, there, was, there was a couple there shows. There's quite a where few we shows.
4: That, the same show. Yeah, that we were both at the same shows and didn't realize. All the stars have aligned for us in, yeah. in so many ways.
3: Oh, that's so cute. Blocks it deletes. <laughs>
4: I know, right?
3: Oh,
4: <laughs> angry comment. Angry comment.
1: No. Send them a no, just, of <laughs> Another podcast will we'll retell the story of the night we met. It was...
3: It was it's comedic um, gold. It is comedic I, gold. <laughs> and I do feel like it needs to be on file because I think it's... it's Yes, it needs to be on record. Well, what it's a different, kind of a different kind of podcast.
4: Different kind of podcast. But but either way, Saves the Day is a band that I have seen many times in my life. They're probably one of the bands that I have seen the most of.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: With also other, like, Less Than Jake is another band I've seen a lot the most. I've seen them mm-hmm. the most. Saves the Day is my close second. Um, it's just something about that album. And they've had other ones before. They've had other ones after. it, But it's nothing spoke to, like, that kind of, like, early teenager, you know, entering high school. Like, me personally, 2001 was when, you know, I graduated eighth grade in 2000 started high school, my freshman year 2000 2001 school year. So I'm a freshman in a new you know school, new building, I'm the little man on the totem pole. and I think while like I was kind of popular and I had a lot of friends, I did a lot of like the popular girl things. I was on the the dance team. There's still like a part of me that was like this imposter syndrome where it's like, okay, yeah, by all appearances, I'm the cool kid but I don't feel like the cool kid. I don't feel like anybody gets me. I don't feel like I can be myself. And this album spoke to that to me. It was something that kind of touched on. I felt like it got that there's something else inside of me, that appearances, you know, the outward appearance of who we are, what we do, or what we show people we want to do, isn't always what it's cracked up to be.
3: And this makes me want to, and I'm not trying to diverge from what you're saying at all, Carmen, because I think it, it's, it's in step with it. But this is why I think that pop punk, punk in general, has always been something that I've got, I've related to and affiliated myself with. And if I could just pose like a general question, what, mm-hmm. Carmen, de- what Carmen described as like that, not, you know, not fitting in, you know, you weren't like, You weren't the pumped up kit kicks kid. Like you were, you were like a little bit later. Sorry, still a
4: good song.
3: But like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's maybe a commonality within this group because I think Lizette, you and I have even shared with each other that with different points, especially in adolescence, like maybe that's a commonality. We didn't always feel like we felt we fit in, or that even if we did fit in, that we were able to be our true selves. So I guess like. round table question like did is that a common experience that we all share
1: Uh, would you say absolutely for me yeah
3: yeah
2: Yeah. gordon
1: yeah i agree i
2: I think that's
0: part of why our group gets along so well like one of the many reasons if i'm being honest
4: yeah we're all the misfit toys on our own little island
3: I was just gonna reference that. <laughs> I was gonna say we're the island of misfit toys. We, uh, in a way. In a way. But like, because we all we all found each other. And it's not like I mean I, I'm not gonna say that because well, I was you,
2: dragged out of a hole, so <laughs>
3: But it's like, we all are, you know, we're all relatively normal people with good hygiene. It wasn't like we were that kid, but like, (laughs) not us bullying other people, but. um, (laughs) Wow. You really had to throw out that kid. (laughs) Sorry. But like, and, and that kid, God bless that person that went through that struggle. I just think what I'm trying to describe is a different struggle. And it's, you know, you can, you feel like you're everything to everybody else and no one really sees you and you're unheard and you're not really your real self. And then this music outlet, makes you feel and i didn't understand it i never i just knew it made me feel good but it wasn't until adulthood that i realized the importance of representation in media no matter what format television music movies anything to see somebody reflected back to you that speaks to you like you said carmen like really you felt that album was talking to you That is so important in development. And I just, I never got it as I enjoyed it, but I never fully understood it until I was an adult and realized how much it meant to me.
4: Agree. I was just talking to Bobby about that when I was thinking about doing this for the topic tonight is, you know, 2001 Carmen apparently was going through some crazy stuff in her life. And now 2021 Carmen is finally going to therapy and unpacking all of this stuff. And it's not like, you know... It's it's not like it's a super traumatic experience, but like when you're that young and impressionable, and you don't have the coping skills or the coping mechanisms to you know deal with whatever stress or situations you're going through in life, you do kind of turn to that outlet of where can I feel heard? And maybe for a lot of us, I think at or least or even understood or even understood music was that outlet where we felt heard in some way, shape, or form, and even if we couldn't put the words exactly to say what it was we felt there was something about the music we were listening to at that time in our lives that
1: you captured the spirit yeah
4: if, if we couldn't figure out the words to say the music did the feelings for us yeah mm-hmm.
3: i love it could i i'm sorry Leslie, i'm kind of hijacking the moderation right now oh, and i apologize
0: no you're 100 percent fine because i'm like half asleep and this this works. It's fine. Go ahead. Well, what I, I think that
3: five hour energy, but I think this story that I'm five hour five hour energy is oh my god. Just drink coffee Dude, black. Coffee like doesn't do it else. anymore.
2: No black coffee.
4: <laughs> what I used you to drink five hour in your coffee.
2: I've done that. It's terrible, but it gave me the weirdest jitters ever. I used to drink twelve shot espresso americanos. Oh my. When I,
0: when I drink coffee i sleep better like i i will go to sleep with coffee it doesn't keep me awake
3: our family has some um, issues like yes, there's some no, there's, we're some, fine. there's, some,
0: there's actually, some genetic
3: deformities or something like that's, that's not normal
4: i, I think like i just you. drink coffee for the taste at this point in life it's yeah. really
3: so carmen you're a, oh my God.
0: it's an oh, adhd maybe? thing it is it is. really yes <laughs>
3: so do we all have like the same taste of music and the same mental disorders <laughs>
2: Probably.
4: i think we just leveled up guys
3: i think we just leveled up Did
2: we just become best friends boost the server you to mean? nitro boost the server to
3: nitro immediately <laughs> um, but i do want to share one carmen story that relates to oddly enough the punk rock genre because how uh, do okay and Liza, I think you'll appreciate this because you you serve a similar position in my life and within the family that Carmen did and does back in this time period. Because, like, right now, Carmen and I are kind of, like, Bob, we're all, like, kind of grown up. So it's not, it's not so much, like, the going out and, like, the doing things and the, the partying days or whatever. But, like...
4: Yeah, it's back... like Betty too said, I guess this is growing up.
3: Yes. But there was like a time period where and Bobby, I, I will not name names, but I was gonna always support you no matter what. But there was like these these girls that Bob brought around that he liked and they were nice enough, but they just weren't it. And then Carmen enters the fold. And we I believe we one of the first things we connected about was music and about school. Mm-hmm. And you guys really helped me, like, on the music front, especially, but, like, just in life in general. Like, you kind of saw me in the same way that the music was seeing me. Like, you understood that I was, like, a disgruntled youth that wanted to, like, go kick over garbage cans or something. Like, do some derelict shit. Yeah. And I'll never never forget this one night. We were in a social situation at my parents' house. And, like, I... It could have gone every way from bad because there was people that were here and you were really new to the fold, Carmen. Like, you were not ring on hand. You were girlfriend at that point. And, okay. me, and you, me and you were imbibing a little bit and <laughs> this, this uh, group of people descended upon a, a, our party at my parents' house. And, like, I didn't have to tell you that the situation was really complicated because I was maybe uh in an entanglement with somebody that showed up and it was like a whole thing and you and I were like 100% like you got it you got me and you understood me and you understood that like the punk rock side of me wanted to like just (laughs) break shit and like be crazy but like you grounded me but I also knew that like if things did get weird you had my back
4: I wish I could remember what you were talking about because it sounds very, familiar, but it doesn't I'm, sound familiar.
3: I'm being very, very general because I know a lot of people would be upset if I said specifics. That, we'll talk about know, it it later. <laughs> and I know that there are people that would know what I'm referring to that listen to this. Anyway, but had we not formed that initial bond where I was like, oh, this is the best girl Bobby's brought around. This girl gets it. She gets me. I'm seen. I wouldn't have been able to get through that situation. And yeah. again, this builds on like what music gives to us because it, 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 it allowed me to be an easier friend. Like I was like, oh no, she's like, she's cool as shit. She's down to clown. She's, uh, she's, a, she's a normal human. Like she, I don't have to play pretend and like act like somebody I'm not. Yeah. I, can, I can be a slopopotamus. I believe that was a term <laughs> we used at one point in time. And she's going to be like, she's going to be like, <laughs> understand you're stressed and you're punk rock and it's like whatever.
4: I mean, and yeah,
3: and that's like what I think the bond. and I think that's really where I want to tie this episode in is like the bond that music can create among people that, quite frankly, Carmen, at that point, we could have been considered strangers. yeah, but like, I knew because of like who you what you brought to the table and what you represented based on literally Attracting not you. much beyond. The fact that Bobby likes you has and been... you like the same music I liked—that's like, really a hope and a prayer I was going on, and it was right. I, think
4: that's, I was going to say, I think that's enough, though. I mean,
3: yeah, there are
4: there are other relationships that are formed on far less than that, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes that's a good starting place. You know, you have that one commonality of something, whether it's you know same genre of music or same band or same song or. or Whatever the case might be, you know, you find that one common thread, and then from there you can kind of string theory, unpack it, unravel it, and find that you have more threads that are similar until your sweater is literally coming undone.
1: Exactly, and then you're just lying on the floor. And I then see you what just you did on there. On the <laughs> <laughs> Points to Dylan
3: and <laughs> Liz. That I no, will circle. And it- oh. I was going to say lies that I will circle back to why that ties into you in my wrap up. So, stay tuned.
4: Okay. So, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think your dialect too. Just, just, to, like
1: just <laughs> to add on that uh I knew I was going to marry Carmen very early on because we were riding around in my truck. Oh and,
2: yeah.
1: I um, again, this was like 2008 um and Muse the band Muse came on and at that time like they were like still breaking out but not quite mainstream yet and she was like oh yeah it's Muse I love this song I was like you what
4: it was a song that wasn't a single yet yet and I I knew all the words to it
1: and I was like girls don't like Muse this
2: is awesome
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh, so I knew right there that uh, that was it (laughs)
2: So. she was your muse that's all
1: Oh man dylan with more oh. points <laughs> oh my god
2: dylan that was like actually beautiful,
1: that was actually that was... beautiful. I, mean, I, I sometimes might've...
2: come out of my trash can <laughs> <laughs> oh no i didn't feel oh, like Oscar.
0: that <laughs> i'm so upset that i'm still happier not than you ever... Delaney's not here to make memes for us about this because you know she would have had some good oh. ones. Uh, well, here's here's this
3: thing. I'm I'm gonna hold her to listening to the sure. re-recording and making memes after the fact. That the life happen. of this the life of the social media manager. I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was the role.
3: <laughs> oh my. Well, with that being said, I think. Carmen is there anything else she wanted to touch on before we jump to an ad break or are you good with cutting here and we can come back and speak with Bobby?
4: no I'm pretty well wrapped up like I said I, I was had a hard time really picking just one individual solitary song for me that entire album is very formative just who I was as a person and just kind of on the genre alone of pop punk and emo it was kind of what started the new wave so a lot of the bands that people got into like you were saying in your first episode steven where you kind of like that 2000 yeah early 2000s like the dashboards the uh Mm -hmm. taking back sundays forever further seems forever like all those emo bands kind of came quote unquote after so to speak or at least their commercial success came after saves the days stay what you are so if it wasn't for that album they may not have had necessarily the uh, or that one album yeah, in it, with others.
1: I think it further opened a door for bands like that,
4: so it become more mainstream, more popular, more radio. Absolutely. yeah. yeah.
3: And this is going to sound like an odd comparison, but hear, hear me out. I made a comparison when we were in our episode two that'll be out this Friday the 10th. I made mm-hmm. a comparison I made a comparison that Taylor Swift love her or hate her. We kind of got into that. But I made a comparison that for female artists, she blazed a, tr- a trail and opened doors. So essentially, Carmen, that's kind of what you're describing is like it takes one person, one person walks so the next person can run. And I yeah, love
4: that. Absolutely. They may not have been the first band, so to speak, but they were definitely a very formative band for the genre and them along with other bands at that time. It wasn't for them, you wouldn't have the popularity you
1: have with the genre. For sure, yeah. There's 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 quantum leaps, right? You mm-hmm. know, and, and Saves the Day was certainly part of that That quantum leap. Yeah. yeah,
4: agreed. That's pretty much all I had to say. Is I love that album. Stay Stay What You Are is a great album. If you've never heard it before, um, I know get it's spin. Get spin. I know it's ancient, but it's great. Cream <laughs>
3: it for clearer skin, maybe. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, with that note, note we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor, and we will be right back. One, And we are back. So I really appreciate what you brought to the table, Carmen, and now I want to transition to Bob, and I want to see what he is bringing to the table, because what he described to us in the chat had me pretty excited. So, Bob, take it away.
1: Well, uh, You know, I was really excited when you started uh, this music topic. You know, this is something that if you only had a podcast about this, I could appear on it every day, talk for hours in great detail about any and all of it. So it was really hard to pick just one, as I think everybody has that problem because music is such a big part of our lives. But uh, I wanted to focus today on a band called Angels and Airwaves. And this was a really important band for me. Um, the song I'm going to talk briefly about is Secret Crowds, which is one of my favorites. But I think if I had to introduce the band to somebody that never heard them before, I would choose that song. Because I feel like it is a great uh, image and shows uh, off the motif that the band is going for. Okay, Just a little bit of backstory for... Uh, anyone who doesn't know or the listeners out there is um, Angels and Airwaves was started by um, former Blink-182 frontman Tom DeLonge. And he left the band to basically create music that explored, you know, themes of life, death, love, anger, dreams, and uh, consciousness, you know, the larger themes of humanity. And it was something that... You know, when that band came out, uh, I was kind of in a uh, personal transition, kind of rediscovering myself, and uh, they really helped me through that time. And with that song, uh, Secret Crowds, you know, it, uh, it's a very uplifting song. And there's, you know, really great contrast imagery in it such as uh with lyrics like um you know spread love like violence spread hope like fire i mean that's some powerful uh lines right there yeah
4: visual Mm -hmm. imagery
1: Mm -hmm. and you know it uh also talks about you know unity and just coming together And, and i think that that message back then um you know, was as much needed as it's needed now in a very fractured and uh, and isolated world. You know, I I think the world needs more of that.
3: Especially, yes. Given what we're all experiencing, what we're all going through, I I, I agree. We need the unity, we need the connection.
4: Yeah. And the song itself is very like epic sounding, you Mm -hmm. know, it has a lot of like big heavy drums. Um, the guitar chords, like everything just feels very like powerful. So like when you first hear the, the opening intro of the song, you know, it sounds like boots marching, literally boots marching. No, wait, I'm thinking of.
1: I'm thinking of the war, but uh, yeah, it, it the song builds. It and, does build up. And this. it has a big opening guitar riff. And then, you know, it, it really soars high in the chorus because you have this, this massive church bell yeah. ringing in the background, just like one big, Bell hit, you know, at uh, each measure of the chorus, and it just you just feel something. I, I to this day, when I hear it, um, I can still get goosebumps.
4: It's the yeah, the lyrics themselves are like emotionally charged and energetically charged, but then like the music also is energetically charged, and so like you hear it together. And if you just blast that, crank it to eleven in your headphones, okay. and like <laughs> literally, you are going to hear some crazy stuff and just feel like you're on in a whole nother level. Mm-hmm.
2: It's one of and those soul bending songs just pretty about. much. Yeah. It, it it's just it's very uplifting.
1: It you know, it uh so Tom DeLong obviously, you know, comes from the punk rock community and a lot of those um even though it's it's a much different sound, it still maintains that punk ethos, that inclusion, that you yeah. know, lift everybody up. If if you're alone tonight, you at least have me kind of vibe. And you know that's something that uh, resonates with me still to this day.
4: I mean, it kind of had to at the most at the last concert. Yeah, uh, so we were both supposed to go to Angels and Airwaves together, and um, Shane uh, had a
1: he had an exposure to exposure COVID. to
4: COVID, so he had to quarantine because Shane had to quarantine. we're We're both vaccinated, so we're just kind of monitoring our symptoms, but obviously one of us had to stay home just in case Shane was positive. So mm. Bobby had to go to the concert by himself and I'm pretty sure he made friends and, uh, they thought you were a roadie. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Brief story about that is, um, we had uh VIP passes to the show, which got us, um, access to the sound check. So I'd showed up early to the venue and I went to sound check. And after sound check was over, I'd, uh, I had like about, some, I had some time to kill before I had to go back in. So I walked across the street to the bar and I had dinner and I had my, uh, my pass on. And uh, there was these people eyeballing me from the end of the bar, just kind of looking at me, you know, I'm sitting by myself on my phone, eating, you know, and then they keep looking at me. And finally we, we make eye contact and they go, are you in the band? <laughs> and I said, no, 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 I'm not. And they're like, "Come on, man. You got your pass and you look like you're in the show." <laughs> I said I swear I'm not. And I said, "Look, see it's just it's just a VIP pass."
4: Meanwhile, where was that when it was 2007, 2000, or no, 2009. Uh What's it called? Warp Tour. Tour. Yeah, 2009 Warp Tour. Like, "Yeah, we're supposed to be here. Didn't they tell you?"
1: <laughs> That's another story for another time of our Successful yet not successful infiltration to the warp tour. Yeah,
4: Bobby stuck <laughs> into the warp tour and almost played it.
1: Just yep. like bum rushed him.
4: <laughs> but anyway, anyway. So Angels and Airwaves, you were by yourself, but yet you didn't feel like you were by yourself.
1: Absolutely not, you know, and uh it's it, it's just like an uh, Angels and Airwaves concert is like more of a celebration of, you know, all the all the themes I just talked about and you know, uh, Tom, you know, in between songs does a great job of, you know, telling stories that, you know, kind of unite. And, um, you know, again, when I talk about the broader themes of humanity covers, he actually turned me on to a uh, a study that is currently ongoing. It's only a few years in. So, you know, nothing, of course, is conclusive. But there's several studies out there that um, kind of shed a new light on you know, the human consciousness Mm -hmm. through music.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Has anybody heard about this at
2: all? I personally have not. I I have not. When you shared it, I got really interested and I'm really excited to hear about it. Okay. Mm (laughs) So um, this study uh,
1: has shown that concert goers, complete strangers, when they're at that concert, the music causes each concert goer's brain waves to sync up with one another. And I think that that's when you really stop to think about that, that is a very powerful thing. We know that music makes us feel certain ways about ourselves. But, you know, in that moment, you can bet that everybody feels exactly the same way that you do
4: so that kind of takes what i was thinking you know and a feeling what saves a day and like being at a concert putting it on a whole number wavelength so like now you're literally connecting with other people literally through brain waves and mm-hmm. all like syncing up and leveling up at the exact same time
1: right hmm And one of the studies, um, you know, expands on that even further, where um, not only are your brainwaves syncing up with the other concert goers, but even the performer themselves. And I just think that that's uh, also incredibly powerful, you know, especially if you're seeing somebody that means so much to you. You know, I can't think of a closer connection that you can have with somebody.
4: So that's kind of even putting it into like scientific terms, like when somebody says, like, "Oh yeah, you feel the energy of the room, and you just yeah. kind of feed mm-hmm. feed off of that energy." But like, here's actual kind of you know still in process, still getting data for it, but you're still you're literally putting scientific evidence behind why you feel that you're vibing off the energy of the room.
1: Absolutely absolutely putting
4: it like on paper and showing it's not just a feeling it's legit here's your brain waves to show you guys are you're feeling the energy and it is affecting you
1: it's bringing you know total strangers together maybe from completely different walks of life you know that you know on paper these you know backstories or personality traits might be like water and oil but in that moment at that show
4: you're all connected through music
1: yeah mm-hmm. and i just think that's the most amazing thing ever
3: not to be like basic about it but it's like oh god i believe in the stop <laughs> i i genuinely do believe in the power of like serotonin yeah and i believe that it's like a euphoric it's something that's like shared and i wonder is that something like when you finally make it through like the long day and the wait and the line and the whole anticipation it's like everybody's kind of experiencing that same level of serotonin that same level of pure happiness unbridled joy whatever adjective you want to throw at it i i I, it makes sense to me i i guess i get it and yeah having like experienced it and lived it like i know and like being at concerts with you guys and like looking over and seeing that like your energy level is matching my energy level, we haven't communicated because we're just enjoying the show.
4: And you're too but busy then... singing but along. We are communicating. Yeah. We are communicating yes. Yes. and not That's realizing
1: it. Kind of beautiful. And what's even what's even more exciting about that is I feel like it shows this, you know, unlocked potential that every single one of us has what humanity has and you know there's for me from this view it gives me hope that you know maybe we can better understand it's like maybe these studies get more traction get better funding and we start to really unlock what it is to be human i know i've said this a few times but like these are the kind of things that i personally think about more now than ever you know. And I I think it's, I think, you know, uh, given everything that we've all been through and this whole world has been through the last couple of years, you know, it's a good time for reflection and maybe to look at the things that, um, you know, look at other things and other possibilities to help better understand what's happening to us and and also a, a more positive and meaningful way to move forward. And yeah, yeah. Tom Delong opened my mind to that.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, I just want to say that whole article and that like discussion there about that really brings the mind of me like how for pretty much forever humans, people have been making music and stuff like that and mm-hmm. using it to tell stories and get everyone mm-hmm. on the same page because you used to share history like that through songs yeah. and stories like that. With music, because the music gets everyone on the same beat, gets everyone yep. on the same page, and it kind of helps everyone to retain knowledge. Yep. I love that.
4: Yeah, before the written word, the song, like the bird is the word, literally. Like,
1: yep. But no, like drum circles, like yeah. you know, ancient drum ancient circles. Ancient drum circles, oh uh, gosh, huh?
4: yeah. Yeah, music was their form of communication long before written form of communication existed for
3: many before. cultures in a form of community and connection.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's a form of entertainment that teaches so much more than anyone would think until they actually sit down and find that song that just grabs your heart and just follows along with the beat of it.
4: I mean, heck it still teaches today. I mean, what's the first song that you guys learned to sing? Was it your alphabet?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, enter Sandman. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: Naturally.
1: Naturally.
2: Naturally. <laughs> yeah.
4: Naturally. But yeah, I mean, music is still capable of teaching. It's still capable of, you know, fostering young minds. And then as you kind of grow, you go away from like the nursery rhyme stuff and, you know, the remedial educational parts of it. And then you start learning about who you are as a person and maybe tapping into those emotional energies and that emotional intelligence that, you know, as you're maturing, you're kind of tapping into things that you may not have thought about when you were younger.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Like the same song that you've loved for years can mean different things to you. As an adult. Uh, yeah, absolutely.
3: I, I dig it. I don't know. I, it, it just speaks to why, I guess, why we're doing the series and why I want to share it with so many people because it's like, it's, it's incredible. Like, like the connections in the community and the passion and, and I don't know. I and like... we
4: we all kind of have different tastes as well too but yet you, you see that we're all kind of connected with what music does to us. So it doesn't have to be the same genre. We don't have to all be, you know, totally in love with death metal or country music or pop punk to understand that level of what music can do for you and to you.
1: Absolutely. You know, cuz you know what doesn't resonate with, you know, say any of us certainly resonates with somebody else and You know, how can anybody take away from that? Because music is such a personal thing. Yeah. Touches your soul. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, yeah. And so if anybody, you know, that hasn't heard the band, I would welcome them to, uh, you know, start with that song and explore it from there. And and just, I hope that uh, people enjoy it at least even some part as much as i enjoy it because uh you know it's it's a band that'll stay with me forever
4: agreed
3: love it you introduced them to me and i've always had a soft spot for them but i think this is this is uh encouraging me to have a revisit to maybe understand more of the impact and the
2: power that they hold I have them sitting in a playlist right now,
3: <laughs> and sweet, we'll have sweet. we need Delaney to uh, add these to the official Spotify playlist that she's <laughs> curating for yes. us.
1: Music uh, You know, it's right. another cool thing um, about Angels and Airwaves is is you know Tom always viewed it as a a multimedia art project. It, like music was one aspect of it. You know, um, he directed a film to go with uh, the double album. It was called The Love Album, and uh, they had a a movie called Love as well, too, that that those two albums served as the soundtrack. And then um, currently, um, on their most recent release, they just released a new album called Life Forms, and that's going to serve as the soundtrack to the forthcoming movie that he's directed called Monsters of California. And, uh, you know, so, I, I mean, the album is out. Love the album, and I'm excited to see how it'll sync up with the movie.
2: Mm. Speaking That's of soundtracks, I feel like soundtracks are a very underappreciated genre of music. I can consider, I can consider them a genre. Agreed. Oh, I yes. have a whole playlist of Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and a couple other movies where it's just the orchestral soundtrack.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, Same here too.
4: uh, So you know what our favorite one is that we just recently got, and it was kind of by accident. Um, The original score for Scott Pilgrim.
1: Yeah, Scott Pilgrim, we have that.
4: Uh, Yeah, not like the music you hear. That's actually like playing with or doing like the Battle of the Bands, which is what I thought I was getting, which would have been equally as cool. Because I love those songs when they're doing like the Battle of the Bands, but it's just like legitimately like the score
1: of the. Yeah, of this movie. is like like the 8 bit universal intro to like oh.
2: uh, the bass battle. Yeah. You know, like
1: those kind of things
2: are it's, in there. It's, it's that music that sets the tone and the yes. mood that you don't realize is there.
4: Yeah. You mm-hmm. actually
2: think about it. And I feel like people need to appreciate that more when it comes to movies. They need to appreciate that background music yes because who Agreed. doesn't hum a theme song to themselves when they're doing something yeah yeah for sure
4: hmm. and it oh. does it sets the tone it sets the mood for what scene because without that like i'm trying to think of of movies that you know there's oh gosh i wish i could think of a movie there was a movie it was a scary movie that came out like the early 2000s and i can't think of the name of it but it was silent it was quiet and it didn't a quiet have place? It, no not a quiet place um it kind of had, like, a Children of the Corn-esque thing to mm-hmm. it, but it wasn't Children of the Corn, but it took place, like, in a field and things came out of it. I'll have to find it and we'll signs. figure it out later. Not signs, no. But whatever this movie oh. was, is there was literally no soundtrack to it whatsoever. So, like, where you expected most horror movies to have something kind of happen, uh, you know, if, like, the monster would creep up and jump out from, like behind that closed door you'd expect like some kind of fast pace like like as it's chasing somebody oh yeah you have nothing so what that's what made it i think even creepier as a scary horror movie is because there was no music in the background that helped you to understand like is this supposed to be suspenseful or is this nothing and then as you're being chased or the the characters are being chased like there's no music to go with it to say like okay well is this life threatening is this endangering is something going to happen like i don't know how to feel because there was no the music that went with yeah,
1: it Yeah, that had to be very awkward i it can't was. i don't know what movie that is i want to watch that <laughs> i have
4: to i have to figure it out i'll find out which one it was i know it was early 2000s it was something like a farm farmhouse with corn people locked in it i'll figure it out though
0: <laughs> you have me very intrigued because there, there are a few um episodes of tv shows that i've watched recently that made a point because they were um they took like a particular episode and showed it from the point of view of someone who was either deaf or hard of hearing. Yes. Yes, and they, the walking and they, dead did that too. Okay. Um but they, um only murders in the building did one. Oh, okay. And like there there was some soundtrack to it and it was mostly like they took dialogue away but the episode was very quiet. Mhm. And then I believe there were Dylan, correct me if I'm wrong, were there a few scenes in Hawkeye that have been like um, either really really muffled or at least very quiet?
2: Episode two, whenever it went to Hawkeye's perspective on certain moments, okay. it was a very um almost like you popped your ears and they're clogged, like very muffled, very kinda like that slight whining noise in the back.
3: Okay. Okay. Well, but that's just
0: it's...
3: Me. <laughs> I thought that was um,
2: Steven, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: But those anyway. those particular episodes that i'm thinking of definitely like they stood out to me because they were being used as a um, kind of a tool for representation mm-hmm. but at the same time it was immediately apparent like like you guys are saying you don't really notice the background soundtrack right. until it's until it's not, not there not there yeah, until and, it's
4: and, not there.
0: Yeah. And then you're immediately like, Well, something is off. And Carmen, like you were saying, it we don't realize how much that guides our expectations mm-hmm. of what is happening until it's gone. Yeah. 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 I know
4: that like you said, like there's some episodes of T V shows that are doing that in an effort to kind of like be more inclusive and in diversity. And I know The Walking Dead has recently done it because they do have an actress who is deaf. And that was part of the scenes that they filmed was from her perspective.
1: And that and that actually was easily one of my most favorite episodes. It is in the, the, the last creepiest episode yes. as well.
0: too. Yeah, yeah I, I know the episode of Only Murders in the Building when Delaney and I were watching it, like we we were laughing, kind of joking back and forth, like this is really weird. We don't know what to think. Yeah but at the same time, like it was just fascinating. Like it, it really um i don't want to say it put things in perspective because that's not uh, that's not what i mean but like it it changed the way i looked at the whole show yeah because that particular character was a background character until they did this episode from his point of view and i don't i don't know it's just it's interesting seeing them do stuff like that
1: yeah it, it's it's a very cool change up um, Man, is the score so important.
2: Yep. Yeah. I'm glad we all agree. <laughs>
4: we As are... I listen
2: to the writers of Rohirrim on my way home.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we are all music nerds.
3: I think that's I think we can agree on that. Yep.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So does anybody have anything
1: else before I wrap it up? No, I'm good. Thanks for yeah. giving me the uh, the opportunity to speak on it. Same. Well, I'm
3: so glad that you guys were able to make it for part of this because uh, I would not have felt that the music series would have been complete without you. Um, so I have to admit, this whole series was a little bit of, I guess you could say, a little bit of a selfish move on my part because... I feel like with this group of people, and I've used this term probably on the podcast, probably in the meetings we've had, in the planning meetings we've had. But for me, I, <laughs> I guess it's a little bit weird in a sense because I, I realize how fortunate I am because this is a meshing of truly some of the best people of my life from so many different Avenues of my life in different time periods and different phases, but when the idea got pitched, I realized we had to make it happen because this is something that unifies all of us and it, it connects us. And mm-hmm. it, I, I'm not trying to Shanghai the end of this, but I don't think each of you individually realize how much you all matter to me and what you've meant to me and it wasn't until I really started to do like this deep dive that I realized like there's a connection and even I don't know like even if we have gone periods of time without speaking or even if life's gotten in the way as it does when you enter into adulthood and you know Mm -hmm. I wish we could all be at a young age where we didn't have the responsibilities and didn't have all of that, but that's not, you know, that's not where we're at. But I guess for the wrap up, I want to say like, this is such an important subject. This is such a, th- a theory that I want the listeners to take away that connecting with your friends and your loved ones on a musical level can be so empowering because there will be things that, <laughs> things created through music that will always resonate with you and remind you of those people. And um, so if you can bear with me, I have made a little bit of a list and I want to bore you (laughs) to death and uh, explain what song I associate. Do we have time for that? Is everybody cool with that? Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. I'd love to hear that. I will try to make it brief and I'll try not to get emotional. Is that a fair game?
4: Yes. Yeah.
3: Okay. All right. So Delaney, of course, was on the first two episodes. She's super tired because of her not being here. But uh, her and I, one of our first base understandings was the mutual love of Taylor Swift. Delaney and I, was it was a weird situation because of age. Lizette and I, it, within the family, we connected first because we were the Old people Yeah, thank you, Dylan. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> exactly. And she's a big Taylor Swift fan. And there is a song that always stuck out to me about her. And it's a song Taylor Swift wrote called Fifteen. And it's essentially regarding a friend of hers that didn't make uh the best choices. And um I think that the Delaney will know what I mean. And mm-hmm why it resonates with me about her is I always felt an obligation, like because I was so far away, I could never be there to really protect her. Even though I know she had Dylan, she had Drew, she had Lizette, and she had so many people, but I always felt like I could have done more. But that song to me, I know that like, she's, I don't know. She will understand it. And if she was here, I think she would get what I'm trying to say. So I'm going to leave this for her for whenever she is listen to this back for social media. Um, so I want to move on. Uh, Gordon, there is a song that I think that resonates with you and I, um, having been through some of the stuff that we've had, and we have a very oddly similar path. I'm sure you've heard of this song, but uh, the Dashboard Confessional song, Vindicated. Have Good you heard song. it?
2: Good
1: song. I don't. I might have, I don't really pay attention to the name of music unless I really, really like the song.
3: Well, um, if you can take this opportunity to listen to it, um, I think you and I have been through some hardships, and I think you and I have come out on the other side much better than what people thought of us, or what was said about us, or what we went through, and so that song is something that I attribute to you. So if you can take the time to listen to it, and those of you listening, I encourage you to listen to it. It's absolutely beautiful, Dylan. I got one for you, buddy. Are you familiar with Are you familiar with the Fray?
2: Uh, yes, a are little bit.
3: With, are you familiar with the song Vienna?
2: No, not off the top of my head. It's fine. I want you
3: to go listen to it because having reconnected with you through this podcast, which has been an incredible thing, um you and I didn't necessarily get off on always the right foot when we were younger. And this podcast, I was, I was a a big shit. And (laughs) this song makes me remember that there's always a second chance. There's always a chance to make it better. And I want you to listen to it because it's a little sad, but I think you and I, our friendship that we're growing is so much bigger than what we were as children, like that didn't define us. And now in adulthood, we're actual friends. And I think oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Okay. So please listen to that song. Those of you listening, listen as well. God, I feel like I'm taking forever. I apologize. Miss um, Carmen, I got one for you. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, you have been there with me through thick and thin. I have been there in times when things have not been that good for you. And okay. I, love, I love our resilience um in our friendship and i love your resili- resilience resilience a human because it's inspired me and there is not a single time that i can listen to this song and not think of you and just think of what you've been through that it doesn't inspire me to do better and push on uh, are you familiar with gym class heroes yes i want you to re-listen to the song the fighter with ryan tedder because okay. that's that's how i view you thank you Bobby Dub, my musical yes, ins- my musical inspiration, and you brought this up in the break, um, we have seen this band multiple times. We've seen multiple bands multiple times together. <laughs> and yes. you stepping in in the way you did when I needed you the most will never be forgotten or lost on me. And um, when I've lost my way, you've always helped, been the person that was in my corner and told me that, I was doing all right and just fine. And uh, so I want you to listen to the Motion City soundtrack, even though we've heard it live, I believe twice. I want you to listen to Time Turn Fragile because that's a song that makes me think of you. Great it, song. Yeah. Thank you. And it just, you'll never understand the impact and the development you had on me as a man. And that song, when I hear it, and I believe the lyrics have a little bit of a neg- negative connotation, but it's basically somebody that was younger in a friend group that went through some struggles and t- I, I, I hope and I believe turned it around and believe that's what they based the lyrics off of. Um, can't get through that song without thinking about you, buddy. And I appreciate everything you've done for me and every- everything you've been for me when I needed you the most.
1: It's, i almost don't even have words buddy and uh you know i'm just i'm so proud of you and uh yeah sorry I, you got me you got me speechless here
3: okay i'm sorry i didn't mean to i just let's get through it uh not crying yet what is that <laughs> you already know um, of course
0: it could only be one
3: and it's drops of jupiter by train mhm uh much like Bob and Carmen, you are somebody that has been there for me when I haven't always been good back. And, um, we've had our private discussions and we are on the best path that we've ever been.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And, um, much like what I did to Bob and Carmen, I always felt like I, I knew the certain people in your life are always going to be there. And sometimes we don't treat those people the best because it's a punching bag and it's, uh, you know that you you hurt the people that are always going to be there but one thing i could never escape is that that song resonated with us because we were so similar yet so different and um Mm -hmm. that song speaks to that uh in the lyrics of just gone from your soul vacation and uh I didn't, it's almost made more sense throughout the years. I mean, it came, it just happened to be like a similar song that we both liked, but I never realized that the lyrics would sync up with our lives the way that it did. And they can come out with a million and one more songs, and they're all phenomenal. And Pat Monahan is, you know, talented, but that is our origin story. And that is um, every time that I've, needed somebody. And when I even when I was in a place where I realized I had not been the greatest to you, I would listen to that song, and it would bring me back to a place where I knew that one day you and I would be back in a good place. And um, sometimes that's what you need. It's, it's the way that music connects all of us. And I guess that's why I wanted to do this series, because there's something here with everybody. And I truly love you all. And I hope that the people listening understand what I'm trying to convey is associate these lyrics, associate these words and take them in, associate them with the people you love because it'll help you realize sometimes you're an asshole and, and it'll sometimes help you realize what you have. And Liza, that song meant the world to me. And I think that we, we both are, know what all that means. Yes, and. I uh am
0: you I'm
3: just trying not to cry because I'm like
0: Aww. I'm not gonna let you get away that easy. <laughs> um, I know when we first kind of realized and connected that song with each other, it was more for some of the lines like uh the five hour phone conversation and all that stuff. It was more of like a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely agree with you that as time goes by we definitely um find more meaning to it each year that goes by and I haven't listened to it for a little bit but uh, I think it's um long overdue for a couple listens on repeat probably
3: yeah I'm the luckiest man in the world because this is truly a group of people that I cannot do without and you're from different stages in my life and you're all together and we're making this great show and it's not a sad show damn it but it's a good show and I want people that are listening to see this bond and, and have what we have because we're blessed indeed all right i got through it i didn't do you it got through that bad it. right
1: you so it, was, it was love
3: savvy. you buddy that was, that was very you. hallmark like i felt like i was a little bit much but i had to do it i wrote it i had to do, you write it if you don't say it you'll regret it anyway i love you all and I love those of you that are listening and supporting. Thank you for being on this journey with us. Um, the normal plugs. I, I don't really... Uh, I'm kind of losing my train of thought. Follow us on Discord. Um, I, we've, it's come to our attention that some of you that are listening don't know what Discord truly is. So we're going to be addressing that. And we're going to kind of explain what the perks are on joining on that front. So we hope to see you there. Um, Give us a like, a rate, a review. Please tell us what music means best to you. Please share this with a friend. Um, Share this experience and this understanding. And and if this speaks to you in any way, share this message. Because we are are living in a very not-so-good time. And connection with friends, connection with family, people that, friends that become your family. This connection is so important right now. And um, that's what we're trying to build here. And uh, we are blessed and we want to share that blessing with you. uh, And we will see you in the next one. And thank you, Anchor, for sponsoring this podcast, because without you it wouldn't be possible. Gordon, Lizette, are you guys as excited about the New Year's Eve special as I am?
1: You know it,
0: Steve. I oh, yeah, I know me and Drew are excited. We're both going to be there. And I think Dylan, you're going to be there too, aren't you?
2: You bet your shiny gold buttons I'll be there. <laughs> guys, do you know who else? Carmen, you're,
3: you are coming. I don't, I'm so excited.
2: Yeah, me and Bobby wouldn't
4: miss it for the world.
3: So this is going to be our first time doing a live event. And people that are listening can actually come in, join the chat. They can join in on a microphone or through text chat, and they can actually be a part of it. This is, like, the best way to end season one.
2: I lost my left no, shoe no thinking Steve. about it.
0: Did it. knock your socks off? Not
2: to even left have those shoe. on in the first place, so no, just a shoe. No, just, a shoe. <laughs> just a
1: shoe. What time is this going to start at?
3: So we're looking at, because obviously we have to celebrate midnight so we're thinking around 10 or 10 30. we're gonna have more details to follow so this is really important if you want to be a part of our new year's eve special you have to get on discord or reddit you have to be a part of the community to be on i i can't explain how excited i am for us to be live we're going to take your chats you can join in on the call tell us what you like about the show what you don't like this is going to be the most interactive we've ever been with anybody it's so exciting but, Gordon, do you know what the real thing is? Is They have to have green room. Can you tell we them do about have green,
1: green room? Green room is a lovely addition to Spotify where we are able to go live and just be able to record with all of you guys listening in. You guys can ask to speak with us. You can join us. You can join in the live chat throughout the whole thing. We can bring you on so you can share your opinion on our podcast or just your opinion on some random bs like we love to do on our podcast and just and, chill with us all night
3: and lizette do you know what the best part is What's if that? you li- are you a listener to spotify yes if you have a spotify account you can just ho- download the green room app and immediately create an account how easy is that
0: uh, okay so it just ties into the account that you already have for spotify
3: exactly it's perfect it's going to be like a two-second download process and then a two-second sign-in process okay Carmen, I don't know about you, but I would really think that it'd be cool if some of our listeners would like either join in on the voice chat or through text and tell us New Year's resolutions. Are you big on New Year's resolutions?
4: Not so much on new- uh, resolutions, um, but I just love being with friends and family, and I think it would be a great time to have uh, more of our friends and family who are listening be a part of this so that uh, we get to hear from everybody. And what's a better way than celebrating the new year? than to start off with a group of friends that are all on the same page
3: exactly dylan i i I can't wait are you excited
2: i am like i said i lost my i lost my left shoe and i think the cat took the right
3: oh my gosh (laughs) i should hopefully find
2: it in time if not (laughs) like you said i can join through reddit or i can join through the discord
3: i can't wait Well, I will see you guys all there and everybody listening. We hope to have you be a part of our special night. It's the season one finale. If you're enjoying the Let's Be Nerds podcast, please come join us. And let's kick off the new year together and safely and social distance. and Just kind of be a part of a group where everybody's welcome and everybody's accepted. Hope to see you there. Let's Be Nerds is hosted and executive produced by Gordon Bryant and me, Stephen J. McLean. Let's Be Nerds is a production of Speakeasley Productions. Our social media manager is Kylie Gregg. Our managing producer and co-host is Lizette Ayala. Today's guest host was Robert Van Jacobs. You can follow him on all social media platforms at Bobby Dub Music. To keep up with the latest on Let's Be Nerds, Join our Discord server, linked in the description box below. Follow us on Instagram at Let's Be Nerds Pod, or find us on Twitter at Let's The Letter B Nerds.